Good morning, everyone. This is Natalie with Women of Consciousness. And um, we are excited today to talk about the vision for Women of Consciousness, what we stand for, how we want to support humanity, our community, uh, and people, and how do we move forward. And as you know, Women of Consciousness is sort of an offshoot of Spirit and Coffee, but also it is a um, partnership with to make the vision bigger. And, and how do we want to uh, co-create something bigger for humanity? So um, I'm with, my, of course, my business partner in our collaboration. Um, and um, as you guys know, you know where how Spirit and Coffee started. Um, if you don't, it was a time where I was reading a book that was like so profound to me. I wanted everybody to read it. And of course, people, I was like, people are not going to read. So, you know, I'm not saying that people don't read what most people don't read. And so I decided to get on and start reading the book. And that's how Spirit and Coffee came about. It was the Christ Consciousness or the Christ Blueprint, 13 Keys to Christ, Christ Consciousness was the book I was reading at the time. And then Spirit and Coffee kind of became this podcast. And now, um, after so much time of being away and now in a partnership, and so the partnership is in um, collaboration with Vinda School of Alchemy um, and Kane Women of Consciousness. So Pam can sort of talk about her her personal vision and then how we kind of married these visions together to co-create Women of Consciousness. Go ahead, Pam. Okay. Good morning. Um, yeah, I would say my vision came at least five years ago, um, maybe a little bit sooner. It was a culmination of a few things. Um, one, I had worked in the public school system um, and just really, you know, got to experience kind of, you know, what, what that looked like in today's society and kids with a lot of anxiety and depression, um, you know, a lot more, I think, fears just based on what they have to go through, um, the culture of everything. And then I went to school um, with the JFK program and was learning a lot of things. I was on my own healing journey and it was really recognizing like where I had felt the system, the school system had, had kind of failed us as, you know, the this public, right, as a human collective. Um, it's more about just learn this and learn that to, to be, you know, um, I would say like a, a nine to five B <laughs> um, rather than to be, be more creative and um, your own unique individual. Um, and then I did ayahuasca in Peru, and that's really when I started getting like a bigger vision uh, of creating my own kind of campus, um, and, and really looking at how we could teach, uh, people, right. From children to adults, just what it, psychology means, how the body is really wired, um, all of these things that are truly important in understanding, like, relationships interpersonal 
and such. And it became a bigger vision than I knew I could do. And so it was like, you know, something I would draw out on like little um, pieces of paper and stick up on my walls, you know, just to kind of try to manifest it through this like vision board type mentality. But I knew, I knew I needed networking systems. I couldn't create a school on my own. Um, and then over the years, it was like retreats kind of popped up in there and, and starting to like see visions of, um, you know, working with adults that just kind of want to come and learn and have a place to, to escape from, you know, maybe city life and just really noticing um, ways that they could connect with nature, connect with themselves, learn, learn about astrology, learn, you know, maybe about how to do tarot and incorporate that in daily life and, and notice like this bigger structure to, to life playing out around them. Um, so then, yeah, it just kind of incorporated together and, and I just waited and kind of waited <laughs> and, and thought, you know, is this a, a fantasy of what, it could be one day or is this something I'm actually going to be able to create? Um, and then, yeah, just kind of alignments have shaped in the past year. Those people, those networks that I think I was waiting for have really shaped and come forward. And so that's kind of where I'm at, taking this, you know, long held vision fantasy of vision boards and what could be and what's possible. And now, finding a way um, to get into the action stage of really creating and building it into the material physical world. Yeah, that's really good. So part of it is, I think, and what I see, and, you know, I think even our listeners and individuals who show up on the show have this internal calling. And that's typically what happens when people are sort of on this vibrational frequency, as they call it, you know, our, our mm -hmm. consciousness is vibrating at a, at a certain level or at a certain vibrational tone where mm -hmm. we start to, to connect with individuals and, and they're searching for this way. There's a vision that maybe the collective can see mm -hmm. and together, you know, it, it starts to look for other individuals that are seeing this same vision and I see more and more individuals starting to wake up and, and really see the vision mm -hmm. and start to see, you know, what is possible, you know, with these current systems that we are operating in, they're not working anymore. Um, we see that things are just getting out of control. You know what I mean? It's just weird. It's almost you go out there and you go, you go out into humanity and you're like, what the hell? What, am I in like the twilight zone or what is going on? And it gets weirder by the second, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And so these visions of recreating a world, and I had a very good conversation with a friend of mine also, and I know you have with other your other partners and stuff like that, that um, you're, uh, we're trying to co-create with or having this similar vision of sort of getting back to the basics and, and reconnecting with earth, reconnecting with, you know, raw material, the, the organics, you know, and there's already communities out there doing this yeah, um, yeah. and people who are, are trying to recreate 
um, a different system. And, and so I think the vision for, you know, women of consciousness is looking at this system that's sort of fragmented and kind of all over the place in some ways. It, it's, it's kind of getting out of control, right? There's just too much fragments that we can't hold together. And I think that we're trying to make sense of it all, to bring it all together so that, so that it has, so it's cohesive, right? And so that it works well together. And so I think people are seeing this vision. Yeah. And I think part of what you're saying is, you know, you had this bigger vision for, you know, what's possible for yeah. the future generations and, you know, that, that there's hope for yeah. future generations because um, in talking to my friend, there was like, well, you know, we're headed towards the dark ages. Like people don't realize this, that we're, you know, mm -hmm. things got to get worse before they get better. Um, and I think that us with foresight, clairvoyance, or can see or feel that something is not right. Like people have been feeling it for a while. They just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, and you know, and then, and we're getting out of that phase of like, ego right where it's like oh i have the way i think people are realizing like no this is a collective thing and then that's kind of where i've been because i've been through my you know we all got to go through our ego and i've had to check my ego many times where i'm like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> you know this is not just and then i keep saying it you already know my favorite line is this work doesn't get done alone that i think as the collective we have to rise together and we have to start sharing our gifts and the time is now we're all yeah. being called. And I think that the people, especially the ones that show up to podcasts like this, that are searching and looking, you know, we're not the only ones who are doing something like this, but people are searching for people to collaborate, to, to manifest or make this vision actually come true. Because as my friend said, we're going to go through the dark ages and perhaps we're not going to be the ones who suffer the most from it, but the generations to come will. So what are we going to leave behind? How are we going to support, you know, those individuals that are going to come out of that dark age? What, what is it that we want to create or what legacy do we, like you said, the word legacy, what do we want to leave behind? What legacy are we trying to create to leave behind? Um, and so I kind of feel like that's, you know, where we're at. Um, so yeah, so tell me about that. Uh, just go into sort of legacy, right? Like legacy for, um, for your school legacy for women of consciousness and, and kind of where you see that headed as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. Um, like you had said one time, like I'm leaving a legacy of wisdom and, and that was just so beautiful. And I feel the same, like, it's all of my experiences. It's everything, you know, that I, I was meant to come here to, to go through. And now, uh, like, there's meaning to that. And so it's more than just a legacy of, of money and greed, but a legacy where people can really um, thrive based on what we've, you know, paved and have left for them. Um, I think about people write books, <laughs> you know, and here it is a hundred years later and it's like, wow, they were so ahead of their time and they knew where we were going as a civilization and, and they left just like all these clues. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing in a way that one day, maybe somebody will see my work and understand like, wow, she really got the structure of how the universe creates itself. And, she, you know, 
she was really trying to help other people see that there is meaning, you know, to these experiences and this soul purpose that we find ourselves kind of navigating. Um, I just feel like when we look at history, <laughs> like you said, right, the dark ages, this collapse, um, we know systems don't last. Like they have their rise and they have their fall. And I truly believe in the Western civilization. We are embracing we are. the age of Aquarius and there will be a collapse of structures and they need to collapse. It doesn't have to be something that drives us into fear and makes us try to, you know, avoid that, but rather we can embrace it and we can know like, okay, we're going to survive, um, even if it looks different. Um, and so I think that kind of fills me with hope in a way, knowing like, yes, we can go back to these more ancient, indigenous, sustainable and simple kind of ways of living. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's what it is. It's like, I think our ego grows so huge. It kind of feels like the master of the universe. Our egos can like really get very inflated very quickly. Yeah. And, you know, and you see a lot of that. And then before you know it, it's like, you know, something has to counterbalance that ego inflation, right? Where it's like, all right, you are not the center. And, you know, nature puts us in our place real quick to show mm -hmm. us like, yeah, no, you're not, you're not the center of all things, right? But, but we do have this beautiful um, sort of magnificence being human that we can co-participate with it and know that we are like, we're a hundred percent aware that we're like co-participating. Um, but our ego just sort of, you know, just is like, Hey, I'm in, I'm in charge, you know, and something that really, cause something that really kind of drives me crazy that I'm not necessarily on board with, um, is the fact that we have dominion over all things. And that's not true in my, in yeah. my world. Now. Um, I don't carry that. I think that we co-participate with all things and that, you know, life is about that co-participation, not necessarily like, Hey, I'm the center of everything. And I know everything. And, you know, it's like, not, no, there are things we do not know. And even science itself, because a lot of people who are maybe more scientific, um, and and want the facts and the proof are even realizing they don't know what the hell's going on. So nobody really knows. We could never really truly know everything and the ego itself yeah. kind of tricks itself that it does, right? It's even <laughs> like, it's with the cosmology, you know, we took that cosmology class and it just like blows my mind that the Ouroboros, they're reusing it to kind of describe the evolution of everything, right? Is, you know, that that we are the center of all, we are the center of it all, which just it 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 drives me nuts that they put us at the center of all matter, right? It's like stop putting human being. You know, we're not the center. Yeah, you know, we don't yeah. even know what else is out there. You know, we we just we just can't get enough of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember in school, it was like, we are the top of the pyramid chain, you know, <laughs> like here's the humans. And then like all of the other species <laughs> are listed below it. And so you do, you're like taught as a kid to think like we have this superiority above everything else. <laughs> and so talk about ego inflation <laughs> from the start. Um, and then, and not funny, but 
nature shows us real quick who's in charge, right? And then you have yeah. floods and you have fires and you have all these things and nature's like, uh, sure, right? Um, but we have a, let's see, science is garbage, ego all the way, um, right? They think man is the shit, mega inflation. It is, it is. And it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's funny, but you know, humans do have a really cool, we're in this cool spot and, and I wished humanity would wake the flippers up because the reality is we are kind of cool. We are a cool species. We could be cool, but we, we overweight our ego. And then, you know what I mean? And then we're not so yeah. cool. because we're, right. we're just doing weird shit. And it's like, but we have the potential to be so cool. Like, we have, but, and then it's just like these few, and then it's weird because these few individuals will kind of like shape the narrative, right? They're like, well, hey, you're under our dream. You're under our narrative. You're going to follow what we tell you to do, which is just kind of crazy to me. And I think that has been my biggest issue and challenge. Like I'm a heretic, right? Because I'm always like, hey, I don't believe in your narrative. It doesn't even make sense. Like, mm. first of all, these rules and everything you're doing don't even make sense to me. Like why, you know, and then I get in trouble for asking questions or, you know, we're the people, right. That speak up, ask questions. It's like, don't ask, just do it. And you're just yeah. like, what? like, I don't believe this narrative. It's totally false. Right. But I think we had the opportunity to be kind of cool and uh, as a species and create and co-participate with life. Uh, but our ego kind of takes over and then that's yeah. where things get kind of weird and wonky so i think in the development like the human development um you know and and how we develop in consciousness right in that strategy to recognize that oh wow we we do have this cool opportunity um yeah cool being the word i guess that's the buzzword today <laughs> you know to co-create with humanity i think that's where we're at i think that's where we're headed at least that's where I see women of consciousness, right? Is just like, you know, co collaborating with our brothers and sisters to recreate, redesign mm -hmm. this, the, the new narrative, right? Yes. Which is really not new, but it's a reintegration of the things that have worked in the past, right? With kind of this understanding that we've kind of been super inflated through ego. Yeah. If you yeah. Will. So, yeah. Go ahead, Pam. What do you have to say? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I no, totally agree. It's it's gotten way out of hand because everybody is all about, you know, individualism and just kind of being, you know, like their own person. And like, we really just suck at being humans, honestly. <laughs> like, like, I think you're right. There's so much potential where we could be so much better. Um, but we're just letting these systems and these structures completely control us mm -hmm. and we're not happy <laughs> and we're just bending over or bowing down <laughs> and allowing it to happen. And for me, I have this like little fiery like activist, you know, that's kind of quiet inside, but there's moments where like I'll feel her um just kind of rising up and wanting wanting it to all burn down and knowing like we if we rose together like oh man if we could just come together and, and revolt <laughs> in a sense and i think that's why I, like i love some of the 60s and what they were doing um trying to change you know really, really trying to bring those shifts about um yeah. so i think it, and and I feel like every now and then we get close. Um, yeah. 
and then the government oh, just says like no they, should, <laughs> they can't be they know that we have power so they want to seize that power so we just like oh, okay so we all just kind of walk away go back in the house close the doors and it's like no go back to like the picket lines um yeah. but again not in a violent way either it's not about raising our our voice and standing in our power to harm and control others but about just being heard and and knowing like we are awake and we are aware and they can't keep lying to us and, and um trying these illusions and and things um and that's where we're just evolving to as it's as a collective species is waking up and we're meant we are meant to um let the structure fall apart and rebuild it yeah i think and i think it's good i think it's a good time for us to start doing that right and it's i think that people are getting call right it's like people are waking up they're hearing the call they know it's there but then they feel helpless like how do i do this how am i supposed to play my part the reality is for listeners out there if you're on here i see there's might be a few people um and thank you for participating uh the dude sean <laughs> i appreciate that um i like when people put stuff in the chat but you know it could, I mean, it's such a huge, we call it in living systems is a theory. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but it's called complex problems. <laughs> we create po complex problems, humans do. And the more that we try to fix them, the more complex they become, right? Um, these complex problems cannot be solved by, you know, just one way of thinking, one narrative. We've created such crazy, um, convoluted narratives that, we don't even know how to get ourselves out of it. In fact, they have to use supercomputers to like outthink the humans on how to, you know, solve these big world problems <laughs> that we that we're facing. And the reality is we do and we can, I wouldn't say solve the problem. It's just get back to basics, right? So people feeling very helpless out there and they don't know which direction to go in. It's stick to the basics, right? Remember, I always say, remember nature, go out in nature and be with the trees be with the wind be you know be with the birds start to remember because it helps you to wake up and remember who you are you are that interconnected being to all yeah. it's it, there's you're you're uh you're you're beautifully interwoven into the entire narrative of the planet of the cosmos mm. and sometimes we forget that because of the hustle and bustle and it is because of the narratives that are be written for us right someone is writing your narrative right now if you're not writing your narrative somebody's writing your narrative well who who is yeah. they well i would say part of it is the government of course they're going to write the narrative and they're damn good at getting that narrative out the way that they want to <laughs> right and, right. and and people will follow the narrative or they won't and some people rebel against the narrative but here's the deal those that rebel against it become heretic you know they're heretics again right they're 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 crazy or they get nailed yeah. to the cross and sometimes it's hard to be that individual that kind of sticks out even in the collective but those people who dare to say hey something ain't right here tend to be the ones that go down in history and they're like oh we should have kind of listened <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we should have maybe listen to what they were saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but the narrative itself right that we're living under um is shifting and changing and if you follow science because science is um you know it's a way of looking at the world it's a way it's not the only way right we have our own personal experiences with life as as well um 
And there are things that are, it can't be explained by science fully, right? They're all theoretical. However, even in the theory of science, even in, in these theoretical models, they don't know what the hell's going on. They're looking for a new narrative. And yeah. I always tell people, unless we are the ones creating it, guess what? They're creating it for us. Yep. So, you know, those that are feeling like the call is there, you know, you guys are welcome to co-participate with women of consciousness. You know, it's not a siloed thing. It's not a one person thing. In fact, it was designed for collaboration and connection. And for those individuals who are looking to co-create a different way of life, a different way of being. And that's, you know, I think with Pam, like she said, you know, even down to the children, how do we re-educate these children? How do we get them to understand that they are co-participating in this world and and they're not just some robot that needs to remember a bunch of things to go out and do this nine to five job, right? The way that they want us to. There's something missing from our education. There's yeah. something missing from humanity. Purpose is a lot of it. Like yeah. I can ask like our listeners right now, people that are still on here listening and you could type in the chat, do you know your purpose? If someone said, what is your purpose? And then, and do you know your purpose? That's, that's the question. Mm. And, and then they'd be like, well, some people would say, I don't know, whatever. I don't know what people would say. Then it's like, but are you living your purpose? Yeah. Maybe you, and then maybe, you know, it, maybe you've gotten that far, but are you living it? Yep. Purpose. Awesome. And you could share what your purpose is here. Right. Um, so if you're living your purpose and you're, what is your purpose, you know, is the, and then is there an opportunity for co-collaboration? Like, how do we share resources, right? How do we become, um, a network of individuals who can share resources to sort of create this new kind of way of, of designing the world? That's what we need right now. We need yeah. those individuals to, to right. rise. It's not a competition. It's not every man for themselves because that has gotten us nowhere. But hatred and diversity and war. And so I agree. It is definitely about coming together and collaborating and sharing like my gifts and my potentials because all it does is strengthen us. I mean, absolutely. And I think that's the mentality, the perspective that yeah, we need to start recognizing. Yeah. And he says they keep us uh, just making money. Yeah. Watching TV. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the narrative of money and what money is, right? The abundance consciousness and yeah. scarcity mindset. And, you know, I think a collaboration between individuals, um, the people that hear the vision and the call, there needs to be a container that, collaborates that allows us to collaborate uh, cross uh, cross connection right because there are communities that are rising and those communities have their way and then other communities rise but we need to be able to have some line of communication where we're saying hey what are you doing in your community that could benefit our community and you know if we can stay you know sort of uh building our communities and, and reintegrating these things, you know, then we can see ourselves through these dark times that are about, you know, about to hit. Like it's just inevitable. There, you know, it 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 is. And yeah. that's just where humanity goes, right? You said it's the ebb and flow, it's the narrative, it's the story. Yeah. We yeah. systems fall and collapse all the time. Yeah. That's part yeah. of it. It, I mean, think about your own life. Your own life is that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> constantly. 
it felt like it's on our face. Yeah, no, it's definitely like the goal of something bigger than us, you know, whether it's the planet, the universe, consciousness in itself. Um, we don't have control. We are not <laughs> the designers or the architects uh, of that aspect of, of, yeah, life in itself. And so it's seeing, like you had said, co-create, co-participate, and that's the key. We are in this cosmic dance and there's the magical and the mystical that is taking the lead. Um, and we need to recognize that and we need to step back from ego and control and power and greed and just see like what is the bigger purpose for humanity and consciousness. And I think it really is leading us back to this awakened awareness of oneness and recognizing I am one with nature. I am one with the universe. I'm one with this person and that animal um, because everything's energy. It's a vibrational energy, like you were saying earlier, that has its own frequency. And we need to come in harmony. We're just in such a, an orchestra of like disharmony <laughs> and we've got to yeah. tune it up. I know. <laughs> Let's tune it. We're going to tune ourselves up. Um, but I, I, I do know that people are um, searching and looking and yeah. really, yeah. really, yeah, they are. And and that's, you know, it's it's to be understood. Like I have a friend the other day, it's like just filled with so much emotion and feeling like they don't know what their purpose is. And that's kind of the place of a, you know, I, I told her it's either existential crisis or spiritual emergency. Mm. Um where all of a sudden you wake up and, you know, we see more and more of that happening, right? Where people are like, I'm awake, I'm getting downloads, I'm this and that. And, and, and it's good. That's a good thing. It's good to know that people are starting to like, say, what the hell kind of, I say curse am I under or what kind of weird distorted narrative have yeah. I been living, living in? And they start to wake up, but waking up is not fun. Like no. people think it's this glorified thing and I'm like, good luck. And do you know what you're asking for when you say, Hey, please show me the way because um, you're going to start facing some pretty crazy stuff. It's like the hero's yeah. journey, right? Yeah. That we talk about where you, where the existential crisis comes, your, your personal development stages where your ego um, is starting to die, where you realize you're, you know, there's something beyond you know, yeah. the ego's kept you alive, which is not bad. Ego's not a bad thing. Um, it's when it's inflated and thinks it's the master of all things that things start to go really bad. And then before you know it, you know, your ego gets a slap in the face by maybe your soul, right? Your soul purpose where it's like, haha, you don't have the wheel. That's not how it's going to work. But the awakening or awakening or getting downloads is not always, it's not a walk in the park. It's not one. No. So nobody would say yo this is the best thing i've ever done well it will be eventually but you're gonna not it's gonna be hard during the journey yeah. during during the awakening and i think what ends up happening is you almost feel like who the hell am i mm -hmm. i don't even know who i am I'm, and then you feel this emptiness or this loneliness or this you know your friends don't even you can't relate to the people around you anymore oh yeah you're having falling away yeah you have yeah. to let go, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you have to let go of the people around you. Sometimes your family even. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. And I know. I like mostly your family and your yeah. kids and everything. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have kids. So. 
Start that one. <laughs> no, it's like, true we're, though. We're not on the same page. You know, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, just to especially, add, yeah, especially yeah. when you start dealing with the intergenerational like traumas. And for people that have a choice, like, do I repeat the cycle or do I break the pattern? Um, right. Yeah, because yeah, if you choose to break it, <laughs> oh, man, that's beautiful and it's amazing, but it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's definitely so much work. And I think it just comes back to, um, like you had said, the will, the will of the ego. Um because the soul will keep guiding you and give you what you can handle. You know, it's just the, the ego that's like, oh man, this is crushing me and killing me. And that's where the death comes in. Cause it's like, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it. It's, it's hard work. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is another side of it. And I feel like the only way out is through. <laughs> and when you accept and embrace that part of your mission and your purpose, and you don't back down to your fear and you know the the wounds that triggered um when you can get through the healing process there's so much beauty on the other side and then looking at the hero's journey there is that elixir of life right there is that reward and the universe does reward you um and i've experienced that many times in my own cycles and i feel like with the equinox that's kind of another cycle i'm going in because it's been an intense year of growth for me personally and i really have stepped up and i really have been you know coming into my own um through the divine feminine and rising into her power and knowing like okay i gonna find a way i just i don't know how to do it yet but i'm gonna figure it out and i know that people are there when i let go of the wrong ones then the right ones come in yeah it's really hard it's hard to let go i know that i've seen um you know good morning ruck yeah, good morning <laughs> um letting go of those old you know um those people, letting go of the friends, letting go of all that. That is like one of the hardest things and you'll hear it, you know, it's like, well, what do I do? And sometimes I, I hate to say this, and this is just the journey, right? If you're, if you're in an awakening and you're like, yay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just more, what do people say? Um, I'm just more awake than them. Or they're just that it, you know, you could wear that as a banner, but it's not fun. And it, it's you're going to be lonely and it's going to be a hard road and it's not fun it's not and and guess what in your life right <laughs> you're you're going to be the the person in the family that like gets the most shit and that's not fun either because then right. you don't have your people oh man <laughs> that's why they say the black sheep right that's right. where it comes yeah. from because you are ostracized yeah they're like get out of here you know you're calling out my flaws what about you and you're like yeah i know my flaws that's the yeah. point try not to repeat this yeah <laughs> and it's it's a it's a not an easy thing to go through um but i can tell you like i've gone through it um and i think for the first time in my life standing fully in my purpose recognizing the patterns as they they arise because inherently um if you looked at james hillman i like his work i always bring his stuff yes. up but i really yeah. liked his you know the acorn theory oh yes it's like so good right he's just good it's just good shit. so oh. 
you know, the A chord thing. Yeah. Insightful <laughs> moment for me when I, yes, dived into that. Absolutely. because I'm like, man, this man thought the way I thought, like, and, you yeah. know, and he's dead, which sucks. Everybody I want to talk to is dead. So <laughs> I have to have these, these conversations with the dead. What would you do? But, you know, James Hillman talks about the acorn theory and our, the patterns that are set sort of our soul's pattern. And if we can kind of recognize, you know, how these things show up and their lessons to be learned, um, then we stop repeating the same issues so for so long. So I always make this distinction. I've said it a million times. You know, the, the difference between the master and the beginner is that the masters has failed billions and billions of times and, and have tried and got up and done it over and over and over again. And so they make what seems... Um, nearly impossible for others easy is because they've practiced. There's nothing other than practice. And remember, you guys have your own practices. Um, if that's one thing you'll know, you know, you're going to find what your practices are, but you will have to let go of people. And that is the hardest part, I think, of the journey. It was for me, at least, because yeah. we, we, it doesn't matter if you're alone, woof, and you want to be by yourself. We still are communal. And that that's just inherent in us, right? We like to have community. And when you don't feel connected, you start to get depressed and it's very hard. So it's a hard journey. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that there is a community out there for you. There is, there are people that will um, sort of support you through the process of, of moving along the journey, but it's not fun. And for those people who are like, I'm a spiritual warrior and they're happy. I'm like, I think you're at the beginning of your process. <laughs> you're yeah. going to face your demons, your shadows, right? You're going to face all these, these weird uh, narratives. You know, you're going to go back to your base programming. Of course, everything's our parents' fault. So that's good. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it's all about how you're conditioned. And then you got to get over that shit, right? Because you can't make yeah. it about, you know, it's their fault. They were there for a lesson or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you you got to get to that base programming, um, which is then the historical narrative that you were talking about, you know, or this yeah. historical trauma that you're trying to heal from or whatever. And then it goes back into ancient times and you start looking at history. And so it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And what we realize like at the base of it or the the core of it all right is this tiny seed of purpose that we're trying to get to and trying to blossom right mm -hmm. but we have to like extract the weeds and we have to make sure and then we start to nurture it and when you start to nurture that purpose right and that's even what women of consciousness is about right it's about um, I think both Pam and I pulling the weeds, <laughs> finding that seed that we can cultivate and grow. Yes. You that's know, funny. and that's kind of what you're looking for. It's like, where's that seed, that tiny little potential within you that that's wanting to explode out of you. But, you know, you have, you know, the world, you have all of these damn challenges that show up, you know, some people have, you know, kids and wife and and i'm not saying they're challenges but they are those are challenges too right because you're dealing with another person's perspective and you have more responsibility maybe you know and and it becomes a challenge i've had people come on here in the past that were like i have family and i don't know what to do because you know my wife and i don't see things the same way and or you know i'm having problems with my kids or whatever it is that we 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 have to face those those relationships right 
and figure out. Um, life is beautiful no matter the struggles. It's what shapes you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, all of those relationships, like you're saying, have taught us or teach us something. But we have to know the patterns and understand yeah. what they yeah. are. Otherwise, well, I mean, you could go on with your life as it is. But if you're searching for purpose and meaning and living your purpose, becomes a challenge, becomes a lot harder. Um, because you have to, you, you will have to let go of certain people in order to, um, to actually make your, your purpose and, and, and find that seed. Yeah. yeah. You. But yes, life is beautiful and hopefully people can recognize that. God, please help people. Recognize that. <laughs> right. I, I think that's the thing. Sometimes it's an intentional kind of mindset of where can you see the blessings and the beauty, um, especially for those that really are held down and, you know, in poverty and just kind of victim mentality to systems and communities um, that don't care about them. Um, so yeah, it's like you kind of almost have to force yourself in some instances to find the beauty and change the narrative. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. But I love the James Hillman thing. Like you had said, um, and, and the whole acorn theory is about planting, right? Going into the darkness to grow through the darkness. And, and when you think about the metaphor of this seed in the dark soil, and then it kind of breaks from the, the shell and starts growing the roots. And then, you know, finally starts going upward that it breaks through the soil and then is now growing, you know, like a tree or a plant above the soil and into the light. And we're the same way. And I think the biggest part of the spiritual kind of awakening is people just want the peace and the harmony and they just want like the love and the light. And so you have a whole bunch of people now as a collective that are bypassing <laughs> so much <laughs> and they're trying to avoid the shadows because they've done nothing but but be surrounded by that toxicity and that pain and that suffering and that it's like nope i got my rose colored glasses on <laughs> and i'm living in my illusions and i'm spiritual so the angels are here and life is fantastic and, and so even that it's like there has to be a balance and and i think with the equinox coming too that's definitely you know remember your balance be in that stillness uh of of equilibrium of day and night the light and the dark um because again we are we are all of that we are the darkness we are the light and the more that we go into our go dark into our subconscious dark. the more that the light kind of glows and shines and we're able to integrate and to reclaim those you know, fragmented pieces of soul. Um, and that's where the narrative shifts and change because now you can embrace and accept that part of yourself and integrate it back into you. And, and that's where like the alchemical process really comes in. And that's where, you know, transformation and evolution and, you know, human development or conscious, you know, evolution right. kind of really kind of plays really out great. on all these levels that we don't understand. Yeah. And I think that's where, again, the education system has failed us. Um, you know, not only have they manipulated what they teach us for their own good, but they don't teach us realistically the concepts of being a human and all that that really incorporates 
And so we're self-sabotaging out of fears and pushing, you know, people away. And then we're have attachments to outcomes that we want to make. And, and then we struggle when we, we can't live up to that because it's not our destiny. Um, and so it's like, yeah, the more you can learn to just surrender and realize you're not a victim, um, but you are like the hero and you are creating your own story. And the more that you can participate, I think with the universe, um, is where it gets easier. It doesn't let up all the challenges, but it gets easier because the ego surrenders. <laughs> It's true. And even if you do, so what Tom is talking about is what we call spiritual bypassing, yeah. which I totally did, I guess, <laughs> my whole life. Like, hey, I'm just going to hang out up here where my my dad, my sister, um, not my mom, but my dad and my sister were like, like my dad, normally life isn't just a joke. It's, a, you know, and he would just go on and I'm like, Ugh. you know, and then my sister, oh, you're always in your, your, um, what did she say? Your field of daisies and flowers. <laughs> and then I was like, leave me alone. But the reality was after I went, you know, through my program, my master's program, JFK, whatever consciousness studies, um, is that I realized that I, I was truly spiritually bypassing some very important narratives that I had to get through. Right. Yeah. And I had to go through this individuation that should have happened when I was a lot younger, yeah. um, you know, and I was just living into this false narrative where I wasn't looking at reality. I really wasn't. I was just like bypassing it all. Um, which, and then it was really hard because, you know, you have to go through that, that, like you said, the darkness, but to touch the seed of purpose, right? Mm. Go through, you have to go through, through it to touch your seed of purpose. Cause then once exactly. you touch it, you know, it's like, Alice in Wonderland. I like these visuals. It's like Alice in Wonderland. I don't know if you ever seen through the looking glass, but watch that movie at the end of the movie. She's running because time is going to stop for everybody and they're just going to be frozen forever in this scene. But she goes and at the end, she just touches the spark and then everything comes back to life again. But I think that scene is so profound. It's always, always profound for me. I was like, oh, oh my God. And that's kind of like you touching your purpose. It's like you're almost yeah. going to be frozen in time. You're going to repeat the same patterns. You're mm -hmm. going to, until you can really touch your purpose, but you can't do it until you go through all of that crazy darkness that you were talking about. You have to go through it um, to be able to touch it, to start co-creating and co-participating, co but it's not fun. It, it's not fun. I don't know. Whoever says it's fun and they're like, yay, I'm on this journey and they're so gung-ho <laughs> and happy. I'm like, either you spiritually bypassed or you're at the point where you're like, I get to live my purpose fully and, and I'm, I'm excited about it. And that's a beautiful place to be. And that's what I hope yes. for humanity. I hope Absolutely. that every individual could, could, could feel that because yep. to live yep. it, you know, that's the reward, right? It's just like mining for, for gems. You don't go out into a mine and, and just find gems. You have to freaking go and drill and drill and drill until you find the gem. And it's the same thing with us. We have to go in there and, and dig and search and then touch it. And then once we touch it, man, it's like, whoa, then things start to like, like you said, we start to grow roots. We start to grow up. We start to, to, to create. And so it's really, really awesome. I want to read what they're saying. Yeah. Mega churches are definitely money driven, not actually help people. <laughs> yeah. The biggest crime to humanity is taxes. Yeah. And you know, there's a thing 
that a friend of mine said, because they talk about, you know, Jesus Christ and stuff like that. Like, I like to talk about all the different, you know, religions and stuff like that. But Jesus Christ, they call the greatest creditor. And there's something they says, give unto Caesars what is Caesars and give to God what is God's. Give them their taxes because at the end of the day, we can't eat money. Right. So if we were to re-co-create or to come together as a collective and create these tiny communities, right, which is it's a big thing. It's not a little thing is how do we come together to uh, grow our own food? You know, could you imagine a community that's like self-sufficient, doesn't even need money, right? Doesn't need to do all that because they can grow their own food. They can um, yeah. survive on their own. They have shelter and their safety yeah. um, and, and they can eat. That's really all we need at the end of the day, right? But they've created for sure this narrative um, that a, a barter system, wish I lived somewhere like that. Well, and we're, that's what we're trying to co-create here, yeah. by the way. Um, that's, that's the vision of women of consciousness. That's what we got on today to talk about is the vision. And, you know, I think we're circling to that point now where it's like, we are trying to figure out what that would look like, yeah. but again, it doesn't get done alone. Absolutely. No, we, we, we can't, we, we can't do it alone. That's why I'm so grateful for Pam, right? Because forever I was like, spirit and coffee saw the vision, but yeah. I was like, I can't do this by myself, you know? And that's where we are today. We're looking at how do we how do we create a system? You know, there are I'm sure there are communities already doing it. Um, and we have a vision that might be a little bit different where schools like our own schools, our own food. Exactly. So that's what we're we're talking about, you yeah. know, a system that um, honors and maybe even does, you know, these old, uh, kind of rituals that were so critical for humanity that were taken out too, rites of passage, you yeah. know, these things that, that we need to do in order to overcome these crises that we're going through now as adults. It's crazy. It's like our existential crisis that we're having, they <laughs> dealt with it when they were teenagers in a ritual, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And if we looked at it for women, it was like, hey, you're going to have your period now. So we're going to go have a rites of passage. We're going to teach you how that works in our society, especially the Western world. That does not happen. No. I didn't even have a talk. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know? <laughs> right. And then for men, they don't really have a rites of passage either. And we see a lot of confusion in society around that. You know, yeah. there's a lot of narratives that I personally am not on board with. Um, why? Because not that there has to be these gender roles, but there are rites of passage for genders, right? That are very different. We are very different um, in ways, right? Like women bleed. Men will never bleed. They're not going to bleed. You know, we have cramps. There's things that we experience that a man never can, but as a woman, I'm never going to be able to experience what a man experiences. And I'm not even going to go into what that is because it's probably not going to this, this talk. But, but the rites of passage are critical, right? You know, when men are going through their, um, their change, right? And their testosterone's high and they had rites of passage. Well, yeah. we don't do that anymore, right? It's like, oh, go to these sites that show these, you know what I mean? It's all convoluted and and, mm. and the psyche, the collective unconscious has this um, weird narrative around those rites of passage for men and women. And, yeah. uh, and so they've been misplaced. So farming and growing food is probably healthy. Just laboring will keep you healthy-minded, better health for, yeah, it is. Do you... Um, 
the dude Sean, do you uh do you do farming and stuff like that or so and where are you located? Where are you guys located? So you guys tell us where you are, the ones that are participating. I like when people participate and say, like, where are you guys around the world? Are you here in the United States? I'm in Virginia. All right, cool. Do you yeah. farm? Well, you know, we're looking to co create this stuff. Like I can't, there's no way I could do this on my, I don't farm. I, I would love to, but that I was like socialized and put into this society. <laughs> and, and that's part of my vision for my school system is to have <laughs> like farmland and to be sustainable. So kids are out there learning how to, to do the agricultural aspect of life and then take it from farm to table and be able again, to be able to feed the kids at the, you know, the lunch hour from what they were just out there making in the garden, you know, this, that morning oh, yeah. um, and then having animals. So I have a huge vision yeah. for that part of school. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think going back to what you said about the whole rite, rite of passage and initiations, um, I think that was where we found our sole purpose. You know, like when, <laughs> and that's missing. So, like, that purpose isn't showing up for 12 year olds. You're not figuring out, like, that connection to your soul because you're not naked <laughs> out alone, you know, <laughs> in the land for two weeks trying to, to survive, you know? And I think that's a huge piece. And when I went to South America five years ago, like this has been the, one of the most profound, impactful stories of my life. But I realized that that month I spent down, you know, traveling in Sacred Valley and doing ayahuasca and going to Machu Picchu, um, that was my initiation. That was my rite of passage. And I was hungry and I was alone and I cried a lot. Um, and, and yet I was still in the beauty of the experience and so happy and to have like, you know, been called and to listen to the call. Um, but I can remember standing on top of Machu Picchu after the ayahuasca, after like opening my heart chakra and feeling like a lighthouse, feeling like this beacon. And I remember just, going into this meditative state and being like, okay, where are my fellow light workers? Like, where are you guys? Like, I know that you're out there and like, answer the call, like go through the work, do it. Because like, I'm calling you on behalf of the planet and the universe to this very moment where you need to awaken. And, and it took five years, but now I can see like, oh, wow, like here is everybody that, that has answered and is, you know, taken this path. Um, because it is, it's about following the passion and the purpose. And I know for me, that's a teacher. Like I am always going to want to educate. Uh, I'm always going to work with that Hermes energy of wisdom and whatnot and the goddess energy of all of her wisdom. And, but I can't fit in this public school systems. I tried. Um, you know, right now I'm subbing here and there and I'm just kind of doing it as research for my school. Um, but here's yeah. what not to do. <laughs> right, exactly. Or how can we do it better? How can we take that one minute morning meditation and turn that into an hour practice or, or whatnot, yeah. or, or really dive into feelings beyond what's happy and sad. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's, uh, there's so many other ways. And for me, it is looking more at like the occult in a sense and bringing that metaphysical kind of way of being in, into 
the actual like book smarts and, and things of it. Absolutely. Um, Cause like storytelling time and you know, all these like, you know, the kids have a vivid uh, imagination, you know, they can imagine a world that's something beyond our own understanding. Right. That's like that, that, childhood it's almost like in spiral dynamics it's like the purple mystical magical how do we create that you know what i mean and they're tapped into something magical and mystical they are not a hundred percent aware of science and the laws of science are the laws of you know what i mean the, 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 like in their mind this cup can float and it's going to float and it can fly <laughs> and i can fly you know and it's right. like but then they're not, you know, 100% aware that we live in this kind of 3D dense world yet. You know what I mean? But their imaginations are beyond our understanding. But we we just don't even allow that anymore either. It's like, don't have an imagination. Let's rip that all away. Um, yeah. You know, when I was subbing, um, I just remember them being in cubicle-like things. And they were called test protectors. And I didn't even know what that meant, right? So I was subbing and they're like, go get the test protectors. They're like, ask. This little girl, she'll get it, you know? So I was like, hey, who's, uh, whatever, Jane, let's say her name was Jane. And so the little girl comes up and I'm like, hey, do you know what test protectors are? Because I didn't know, right? And she's like, yeah. And then I said, okay, well, go get them. You know, we have to take, we have to do our homework now. This is the time. She gets these, like, you know, it looked like those cubbies, you know, they like created them with like cubbies so that they couldn't cheat off of each other so it looked like they were in cubicles and i was like so mortified that i'm yeah. like this is not how real life operates like right. if i don't know something i am gonna go to somebody who does <laughs> I'm gonna ask them for support <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not just gonna be in my own little cubby trying to figure things out on my own if i don't understand something i don't understand it you know what i mean yeah. i need support i need help yeah and it was just a, like, to me, was this eye opener of like, holy crap, like, what the hell have we come to? They got one recess. I'm like, what? How are they only outside once a day? Like yeah. for 10 minutes or something. I'm like, no, these kids need to be out here for like most of the day. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> they need to be connecting to the earth and running around and letting go of all that energy. Mm. Um you know, and just, yeah, it, it it's, it's pretty sad what the education system has come to. Um, I think we all know it. Um, you know, there's stuff going on right now. I don't really watch the news and stuff, but my friends, um, I'm on this, uh, telegram post where they put, you know, private telegram stuff where they're putting stuff about education. I'm reading what's going on with the education system. Like what in the world are these people doing? And I'm just like, wow. So we do, we need to recreate, um, these things and we need to follow i think the development of the child right like yeah like really follow we're trying to put these like little things into adulthood at like a small age and we're not letting them have the experience of healthy development right as as human beings yeah they just like, need play Play. Yeah, <laughs> they need play. They need imagination and play. Exactly. They don't need to that's sit down and be forced <laughs> to like not move their bodies. And, and so you're in a nine to five yeah. job at, at six years old. So get to work. And right. you're like, oh, you're like, I adulting didn't happen until I was eight. <laughs> older. Why am I adulting at seven? What the hell? Right. So these poor kids. But I think, you know, we're, we're trying to figure that out. Let's see what this is. I'm letting go of the narrative of COVID lockdowns. One day I'll ha um, have been able to do this. 
is van life. I have a an ex who used to live in his van, by the way. Um, uh, so and then absolutely so not given speed or Adderall or yeah, oppress their needs to play and grow. Absolutely. Yeah. That Adderall craziness. I'm like, you know, you're just mad because y'all don't have the energy to keep up with them. How about if the, yeah, right? <laughs> okay, this is going to sound very judgmental, but how about these people start to eat properly, the teachers, so they can keep up with the kids <laughs> instead of sitting down. Okay. I'm just going to shut up because it's like, not <laughs> um, let's see but uh let's see the i've been able van life um yeah and i think um so we're getting up on an hour probably should be ending soon but i do want to say one thing about um you know van life or you know being out on the road and stuff um it's really good i don't know dude oh my god you nailed it i've never occurred to me that they're skipping childhood and becoming worker bees. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, totally yeah, they're conditioning them to <laughs> the, the school system is so similar to how the jail system is run. And when you look at the similarities there, like that's frightening. That is so frightening that we are con like running our jail systems and our school systems based off of pretty much the same exact models uh, of like routine driven obediency. And that shit's got to go. I'm sorry um when it comes to like my vision of the school like i kind of i want it i wanted to know the kids birth charts like that's my biggest thing like i feel like birth charts i want to know your top three your sun your moon and your rising because right there that's going to tell me what kind of person like you came here to experience being and what your personality traits are and your gifts and how i can um help you find that potential and tap into that part. And I think it's like, no, they're just seen as little machines. Just line up, fall in place, do what you're told. Don't talk back. <laughs> like it's gotta it's gotta fall apart and be rebelled. <laughs> yeah, or and it's sad because they're the future, right? They're they're the, of course the government is shaping the narrative. Of course these, you know, because why? Because they need a population that does what they need them to do. Yeah. Otherwise what happens, it falls apart. So we're at the, we're at the breaking point at this point. And I think people are really like, what now, what do we do? I don't think it's too late. Um, mm. I guess there was a point in my life, you know, where I started spirit and coffee. I'm like, are we too late for this? But I don't think so. I think yeah. that we have this, um, you know, opportunity to co-participate, co-collaborate. Yep. And yep. that's kind of what we're looking for. You know, like I said, with Women of Consciousness, we'll have our website up soon. Um, you know, what we're doing, how we're how we're um, working with different systems and stuff like that, what we're trying to uh, create. And eventually, hopefully um, not hopefully, eventually we will have land and that land will um, yeah. be yeah. able to you know, drive this mission and vision and we'll see how far we can get. Like I always, like I told Pam, I'll see how far I can get with my vision. I'm going to give it everything I have. Exactly. Um, and let's see, let's see how old I am, you know, we may or may not make it, but we're going to give it all we can. <laughs> That's why we keep saying legacy. <laughs> yeah, it's a legacy. So it'll, it'll go on. Hopefully um, we can pass the baton or the torch to other individuals as we you know, create this, but yeah. it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take co-participation. So can't do it alone. Yeah. And we shouldn't be doing it alone. Community. Yeah. It takes community and support, but living off the land, you know, if you do do the van life, um, it's a possible, it's possible. Like I said, I had an ex who do it, but if you have children or if you have a wife, don't expect 
um, them to want to join you on the journey. Um, <laughs> just want to put that out there. Um, and especially women, I'm going to tell you right now, van life sounds very good. It's not as good for a woman who menstruates every month. So I just want to put that out there for my male <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we need a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, we don't, you don't understand the things that we have to deal with um and bad life isn't the best place we need a shower and we definitely need a bathroom unless uh we have gone through the change of life and we're older so i could see myself at 60 70 years old doing bad life and but, uh, but right now um as i still have not gone through my change of life i can say hell no i need a, <laughs> I need a shelter uh gym shower <laughs> yeah i know i love Just traveling cross country in my car like a van would be nice. I totally wouldn't mind having the off-road, I mean, no roots kind of RV life. I'm definitely down for that. Okay, RV life's different though, because it does have a restroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have, I mean, I don't want a lot, but I want a little comfort. And that's one yeah, thing in life. It's like getting women. comfortable with all the discomfort. <laughs> Look, we're women. Let's be real. Women have different <laughs> needs than men. And I can tell you right now, I can tell the only reason I can tell you this is because my ex, it was van life and wanted me to be about that life. And I'm like, dude, I need about I need access to a bathroom all the time. Right. <laughs> For one. <laughs> and especially when I'm menstruating, because that would be a mess. And I'm not trying to clean up all the time. So, you know, so for me, I need that comfort. And I think that's where, you know, women come from. But if you're alone, like you said, you're Rambo, that's a beautiful uh, place to be in. Um, and van life is totally possible. Um, and um, my ex, I think he even wrote a book about it. Um, Travel by two wheels, I think it's called. Um, and he wrote his bike. He had his bike with him the whole time too. So he would go out and ride and he did some pretty amazing stuff. That was pretty cool. I did one time um travel with a friend on the back of a motorcycle across the united states and we had a tent and we would tent on the side of the highway so i have done some pretty crazy stuff like that and we forged <laughs> it for food and and all that stuff and and that was a pretty pretty cool experience um uh as well so there are different ways you can do it if you want to be a lone wolf um and you could do it totally but if you have again if you have a family and you have a girl um I'm almost going to guarantee she's going to want, <laughs> I'm just letting you know the comfort she's, she probably might want and why she might bitch if she doesn't. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> just just be real. Um, so there you have it. Uh, do you have any, uh, let's see, I know this. I appreciate your honesty. It just, uh, what you said is why I knew, uh, YouTube van life models. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I'm a man IP. In Gatorade bottle 30 times a day, okay? <laughs> I mean, there are women who, here's the deal, there are women who um, maybe are on some kind of birth control where they don't menstruate and they can, maybe don't need as much, you know, uh, comfort. But I can tell you from my perspective, I do. Um, and I don't feel very comfortable unless I have access to those things during 
menstruation. If I'm not menstruating, okay, I'm all game, right? But yeah. <laughs> but beyond that, that's kind of why women kind of need that nurturing, you know what I mean? That like yeah, fluffy stuff. I need to, you know, so we could be in our divine feminine grace and you know, whatever. Maybe you know, that is the sacred feminine. It is yeah. when we're fully in it. So so there you have it. <laughs> and you man can go on your van, whatever, all you want. And I will join you guys on the road. <laughs> when I get to the crone phase. <laughs> I know. So I'll be the crone on the road with the weirdo. With the white hair and like, all yeah, I'm all about van life. Well, <laughs> anyway, sorry. We're just totally off, off our rockers now. Uh, nest home is where the heart is. Yeah. It is with women, especially that's why they say women make it a home because it is true. You know, we have to have our little nesting uh, <clears throat> locations. Um, so, um, okay. So I don't know. Do you have anything else to add Pam? this? Like, end of this um, no, I think it was great just to kind of get on here and take a minute to talk about like, yeah, what our company formed and you know, what, where our goal is, where we're headed. Like you said, our mission and our vision is, I feel like we are that on that threshold um, of paradigm shifting the age of Aquarius, you know, 3D, 5D, new earth, like whatever lingo, lingo you want to use. It's all about knowing like old is falling away and a new is being rebirthed. And we're here where we are here for that foundation of something new. And I'm so beyond excited and dedicated and motivated and inspired. And I'm not, I'm not backing down. Like we're going to create a school. We're going to oh. buy land. We're going to have a retreat center. We're going to educate people. We're going to help people healing. We're going to bring in plant medicines, um, which will be totally, you know, different episodes and archetypes looking at archetypes um so i'm excited for where we're going now that we have our foundation um structured and i'm really just grateful to the audience for the people that are showing up that are supporting us um we haven't really talked about it too much yet but our goal with the podcast you know we would like to make this an avenue um where we can monetize one just so it could continue to pay for itself so we can you know be this voice but another big vision that natalie and i have is we want to um create a um oh gosh the word is like skipping my mind now um but scholarship funds we want we want to be able to give money back to people that are trying to further their own education and sustainability um through consciousness which has so many beautiful beautiful avenues that you can take you know whether it's a breathwork coach or a yoga coach or you know being out there agriculturally in the land and helping you know with these beautiful sacred mushrooms and marijuana plants and cacti and all the things um so that's our huge vision with this podcast is to be able to to earn some money through people's support so that we can give back and help other people with their education um so i think we have beautiful intentions we have like these pure hearts and we have all this excitement and joy and so we can do it right we can do it together but it's not going to go anywhere if we don't have 
the audience and the support and the people that want to to see this vision flourish and that want to be a part of it um because we are looking to, to expand our network and we would love to work with other people out there that have these same goals um so keep the messages coming you know keep joining in um this is just the beginning of the legacy of the work and i'm super super stoked so thank you thank you to everybody and thanks natalie i love you <laughs> oh i love you too pam and i love all the people that show up here and um the ralph williams oh hi how are you i've been seeing you in a while i've been off for a while but here's the deal like pam said we are um we're looking to yeah to monetize and those monetizations will be like special podcasts or um you know trainings that we provide and stuff like that um but i know that you guys can give i don't know how how podbean how this podcast works or podbean or I know, <laughs> we're figuring I, it out well, technology is not we're figuring it out as much as i've done it i just got on here and just shared forever but um we do we do really want to support other individuals who are like she said looking for scholarships and and trying to go back to school and and um and serve humanity in bigger through the bigger narratives so you know we're going to be setting that up in the background our website should be coming out soon um and then for those who want to co-participate eventually we'll be maybe um creating a database or collecting emails so that we can start to um, connect and, and partner. If you want to partner with us or you're, you have some resources are also um, accepted as well. If you guys have resources or you know of a community who's operating this way that we can contact or be in connection with so that we can start ours as well, let us know. Okay. So we love you guys. And yes, um, and that is why men love you um uh for being women yes thank you very much because again um we are here to restore that that sacred feminine and masculine energy the balance definitely needs to be yeah. restored it's yeah. gotten out of control so yeah. so there you go union so, and harmony <laughs> yes i know and we love the men that are are part of that narrative as well so kudos oh. to you men out there yeah we're yeah. doing the work thank as you well. thank you, you know, so much we're you have no idea. Together. Thank you so much for rising up and doing the work. <laughs> awesome. So we will see you uh, on Tuesday. We will be back on. Um, and thank you for participating. Okay. So much love. Bye. Bye-bye.